Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench. I am your host, Carter Eckle. This is episode 103. Joining me, as always, is producer Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Uh, joining me once again from the other side of a computer screen. We are uh, in separate places for the second week in a row, but it, it will not last much longer. Uh, Jeff, false sports are done. Um, with Douglas football losing Friday night, there's... There's nothing left in our coverage area. Obviously, there's still, you know, Galena will go play for a state title up at Mackey. I think 5 p.m. Saturday was the official kickoff time. Um, but but as far as our coverage area is uh, concerned, the fall sports slate has finished. Um, I know that we have a bunch of all-region teams that we're slowly releasing um, throughout this week and probably into this weekend. And yeah, we'll run through run through football here, um, obviously. But first, we'd like to thank today's sponsor, that is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Jeff got a little bit of an upset um, this weekend and uh, this this past Friday as Galena beat Douglas eighteen to seven to win the regional crown. And you know, I think before I get too far into the game itself, uh, I think it is worth noting that both of these programs were really struggling a couple years ago. So the fact that they were able to even get to a regional championship, you know, realignment notwithstanding, is is something to, that really these kids should hold on to for a while because, I mean, they just hadn't seen success like this for years uh, previously. I mean, both Douglas and Galena knew the, knew the one-win seasons or the no-win seasons pretty well. Um, and to turn around with Galena, you know, going seven and five and winning a regional title. Douglas finishes the year ten and two. Uh, it's their winning a season in quite some time. Just overall, I think you know, head coach Kyle May said it the best at the after you know post game that there's nothing for Douglas to hang their heads over, and I think he's right. I mean, yeah, that game didn't go the way they wanted. Uh, maybe not even the way they expected either, but they still accomplished something that nobody's done in, in quite a while down there. And, uh, there is something to that. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely worth, uh, mentioning first and foremost before we get into the, the game itself. Um, but when it came to Galena, uh, what a difference Colson Kermode made, um, as far as their offense goes, uh, obviously having Tyler Miller back on the line was a, was big for them, but, uh, you know, it's tough to, tough to judge line play from the sideline. I will say that much. Uh, that's not something I'm capable of doing. It's tough to study one particular player when, when that's going on, unless that's your, your goal from the beginning. Um, but Colson Kermode goes 12 of 19 passing for 147 yards. He also carries the ball 25 times for 140 yards and two scores. Jeff, I think his biggest impact was what you're kind of seeing, um, at the, the college game and now up into the pros with his ability to get out of the pocket, kind of dance around and give himself extra time for guys to get open. Um, it's nearly impossible to cover wide receivers for six, seven seconds. And if he can, he can jump around. And uh, I think the, the biggest, most obvious example of that was a play there in the second half where he bails out to his left toward the Douglas sideline, kind of looks like he's going to run and then flips his hips, gets a defender to draw in, and he throws it over the top of a uh, defender's head for a 30-yard completion. Uh, looking at Ron's photo, I'm not sure the pass was caught, but that was that was the call in the field, and that's that's what you got to roll with. So um, really just uh, 
I think an angle that Douglas just hadn't seen this year with um, that kind of ability to to move and they switch they started running this QB draw that was just you know not necessarily lethal on one given play but was averaging probably six seven yards a carry and um, set you up with those second and third and shorts and that's that's huge because that's something Douglas was not able to do on offense lots of lots of third and longs um, and lots of fourth and longs as well a couple of fourth down turnovers I know both teams uh, did that there but man what a what a um, unexpected I think overall game in general um, Douglas's only points came on a kickoff return from Britton Weston a nice little fake pitch back made it look like he was throwing to a teammate um, and it opened up a seam and he was gone but Douglas's offense didn't really get much going outside of that they of course, nearly answered in the first quarter. Galena went 13 plays, 83 yards, and scored a touchdown right off the bat. So Douglas was trailing 6-0. Douglas nearly marched back down the field and, and tied it up and uh, got stopped at fourth and goal at the one, which is not something they've run into a lot. I mean, we you've, you know I saw it, said it in my, my recap. They just didn't have the, the run game that they've had all season. Um, you know, it's tough to point to one thing or the other. I know Connor Jackson wasn't at 100% health, but they just weren't getting the push, um, you know, to get get those yards. And, and as we were talking about before we started here, power just didn't didn't quite have the same uh, effect that it's that they've been able to run it to against all these other schools. And uh, even even Galena last time, they ran all over the Grizzlies last time. I think like 465 yards on the ground, and uh, this time I. I think Douglas Scott held under a hundred. So and just an impressive change of pace for, for Galena. Got to give them credit where credit is due. Uh, you know, Douglas's defense held in, uh, kept them in the game. I mean, realistically, they only gave up 16 points. Um, two of that, you know, was a safety there at the end of the game. Uh, so that kind of goes against the offense, but just, uh, I mean, there's a lot to, a lot to dissect from that game. And then, you know, there's a lot to just kind of look at and, you know, I, I was listening to people extrapolate to how it's going to affect next season, and I'm just not sure that's a, a direct tie. If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't know if that's fair. Sure, they're not going to have you know those 20 plus seniors anymore, but next season will be a whole new ball game, um, and I, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure those uh, are directly related to to one another. But we'll see. Um, like I said, heck of a year for, for both teams. Galena will go play Legacy for the state title this Saturday at 5 p.m. But, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to decide where I want to go next with this football game, if I even want to keep going on this football game, because there's just so many different angles to, to potentially discuss. Uh, you know, uh, a lot going on there. Um, but I think that'll probably about do it for – for fall sports talk here. I mean, we'll let's jump into some some all region teams here that I that I have. Uh, I know I've got soccer and volleyball uh, pulled up. We can we can run through the soccer side of things on the the girls side to start things off. Uh, for Carson, uh, Monse Issa was a first team forward for the Senators, as was uh, Addie Morgan. She received first team honors at midfield. Um, second team, Vanessa Lara was a second team midfielder. Michaela Rabideau, second team defender. Uh, Ashley Wakes Norris, a second team all region goalkeeper for Carson there. Uh, Grace Turner, Haley Tiarina, 
and Lily Turner all picked up honorable mentions there for Carson. On the Douglas side of things, it looks like Aaliyah Weaver was a second team all region forward. I'm little little surprised to see that one if I'm I'm being completely honest now that I'm looking at it here. Uh, Morgan Davis was an honorable mention uh, midfielder as well for Douglas there, and it looks like that just about rounds out the Douglas selections this season. Um, you know, interesting to only see two Tigers on there, given that they were a a playoff team over some of these other programs. I guess anything particular strike you about about that, Jeff? I I, I agree. I mean, I, obviously, I only saw him play twice, but that that just doesn't seem quite right. But we we had this discussion last year with with the goofy voting of how the all league goes and you know it's one of those that mm, maybe somebody needs to take a look politics are always a play i don't know um i don't want to speak out of turn here it does seem that it becomes a, it's a it always has been a little bit more of an issue in the uh, soccer realm uh, i don't know if that's just my bias and that's the way i see it but um, it does seem that every year the the, uh, the all-region soccer teams cause a fuss. So uh, I'm sure that one has to, to some effect. I, I haven't heard much about it, to be honest. It's probably the, the least I've heard about the, uh, the all-region soccer teams there. But, um, you know, congrats to, to those players for, for making it. I know for Carson to have, you know, uh, what, seven, seven, eight players make the, the all-region team, that's pretty impressive for, I mean, a team that, Definitely had its moments for sure. I mean, you can see how um, those girls earned those honors, even if it didn't necessarily always translate to wins. Uh, I don't know how, if you were kind of thinking the same thing there, but um, that's that's I mean that's most of your starting lineup. Yeah, well, and I was thinking about it over the weekend when watching the state soccer games that how close Carson was. You know, and they never got blown out. It was never a big score. Um, I mean, some of those games on Saturday, sorry, on Friday, five to three. I mean, eight goals in one game. That was, I, mean, I think I counted it up. We had 21 goals on, on Friday in four games. It's like, wow, what is going on here? And that's just not something that I was used to seeing. So, uh, you know, just looking at, okay, Carson didn't make the playoffs and McQueen rolled almost everybody the entire season and how close it really was from top to bottom the the competition you know a goal here or there and you have a much different outcome a much different outlook on the season so uh super interesting i mean it's great that in a lot of these both on the boys and the girls side they all played together i mean let's be honest there's not that many club teams in northern nevada so uh especially for that age group. Uh, that's when it starts to get whittled down to just the, the, the ones that are really serious about the game. So, But, uh, yeah, the Douglas one, and we talked about this last year, it's the same kind of same kind of stuff. So I think it's tough, too, with soccer is we had a lot of injuries this year. I know Douglas did. Uh, talking mm-hmm. to Andrew, just, you know, he's got – the walking wounded on the sideline for a particular game. And if, if the opposing coach didn't see those players, then th- there's no chance for them to say, Oh yeah, I remember her or him on the, on the boy's side, you know, 
they were sitting out that game because they were injured. So that right, that makes right. it t- tough too with with trying to to pick. You know, we put the best eleven that we had at the time because they weren't injured on the field. So all kinds of stuff yeah, could go wrong. As somebody who has uh, voted on all state, all region teams in the past and in, in a previous previous job, you're never going to get them perfect. Everybody's going to have complaints here or there. So I guess I'm not trying to to lob any uh any cheap shots in at anybody i uh i just speaking from from previous history that uh it does seem that the the soccer ones do get a a little bit uh turned around from time to time i should mention that these were the sierra league all all region teams so obviously you're missing the, the high desert side of things from from that if you look at the boys side of things uh Josue Josue gomez was the defensive player of the year for Carson. So uh, big congrats to him there. Johan Lizarraga was a first-team midfielder for Carson. Joshua Lopez, first-team goalkeeper. Uh, Angel Flores, who scored that you know game-tying goal in the playoffs, was a first-team um, Sierra League defender. Uh, at the second team, Trigo, Bersiaga, Jaden Gomez, and Kale Walt were all first-team selections. Walt and Gomez... Uh, in the midfield, and then Bersiaga in at forward. Uh, Diego Valdovinos was a second-team selection on defense as well. And then Steve Gomez picked up an honorable mention at forward for Carson there. Forgive me, some of these uh, abbreviations are a little different than usual. I'm trying to figure out who's who here. Um, It looks like Douglas also picked up a couple of all-region selections as well. Diego Diaz and... Francisco Gallegos, both with first-team selections there. Uh, Alex Vargas was a second-team defender for the Tigers. And then in the honorable mention teams, Ivan Sueda Bernales was a honorable mention on defense. So some uh, some good seasons there. Obviously, it's nice to see Douglas represented. I know they struggled uh, a bit this year on the on the pitch there, but... You know, Carson coming off one of its best seasons in, in quite a while, I think deservedly so, and uh, getting as many names on those all-region or all-league teams as uh, as they did. Jose Gomez picking up uh, Defensive Player of the Year I don't think necessarily shocked me too much, Jeff. I think he was one of the main reasons why they were able to, you know, keep teams limited scoring-wise, and then obviously the other uh, was a net. So um, just... I think Carson had some really good defense this year at, at for the most part. And, you know, obviously it's, it's sports. Sometimes people sneak by you, but uh, overall, I think pretty, pretty deserving to have, you know, seven, seven guys on the all seven, eight guys on the all region team. Well, it's an unfortunate thing for next year. Uh, they're graduating a lot of seniors. So, uh, and, yeah. and contributors. I mean, obviously there's what four, at least four in the names that you mentioned that are four or five that are graduating. So, that's gonna that's gonna sting a little bit come next year, but uh, I think they've got some decent depth, so we'll see. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, some of these teams that are so senior senior heavy and how they uh, translate into next season. Of course, that kind of goes the same with with volleyball here. Uh, Carson Sarah Miller was a first team all region player for the second year in a row. Of course, she is a senior as well. She ended the year with. 259 kills, which was second most in the North. Uh, she led Carson in blocks and had 49 aces, which was third uh, on the team there. Second team selections were Dana Myrene, another senior, and then sophomore 
Abigail Franco, uh, Myrene, who missed the last part of the season with the Senators, still led the team in aces uh, with 75, also had 207 kills. Um, Abby Franco, we've talked about previously on this pod, is I don't know if she came off the floor much this year at all. Uh, she's between being able to attack, play defense, and serve uh, pretty much a six-rotation Six spot rotation player. Uh, forgive me if my terminology is not perfect on that one, but uh, it is in, invaluable to have players that you don't feel the need to pull for whatever reason, uh, regardless of sport. There's always always decisions uh, coaches are making to you know maybe limit a limit a weakness if you know defense isn't your strong suit or whatever you you know specific to volleyball um, sub. Sub out players returning serve if that's not their their strength as well. You you know you notice from any volleyball match as well they kind of hide players. I don't know if that's how they would describe it, but um, based off of you know that six person look, uh, sometimes there'll be three people tucked into a corner where uh, they're saying, hey, you know if you can serve it to these guys, great. But otherwise, uh, you're hitting it to one of our three players we know can get it can get it back. Uh, so congrats to. To congrats to those three. Douglas had one player on the all-region team. It was Libero Summer Williams. Uh, she also missed a portion of the season with injury as well, but still recorded 393 digs in 78 sets played there. I know from talking to Susie Townsville, she was, I guess, you know, bummed that that Summer didn't get to play the rest of the season because she would have made a huge difference for for Douglas down the stretch there and uh, potentially gotten them into the playoffs there. Um, obviously, we've, we've talked previously about how that one, one shook out with uh, Carson losing to Galena and then turning around and beating Bishop Minogue. Otherwise, that's going to do it for the uh, all-region soccer and volleyball teams there. Congrats to all of our athletes who made it onto those. I know that all-region football is coming. I've heard some stuff, but I am sworn to secrecy until it's been released. So there's your teaser for that. I imagine that'll be out this week. Um, I don't think they wait on state tournaments. I think once uh, the region is done, they can release all the the all region teams. Uh, I do not believe there are all state squads for for any of those. I think that would be a very difficult vote too, given uh, the Vegas and Reno split, as everybody around here is uh, more than familiar with. So I'm just barking up the wrong tree on that one. Anyways, Jeff, while we're still here, um, anything else you want to surmise from from fall sports while I, uh, while we're still on the pod? I have a question, and I believe the answer is Douglas moves. But Douglas won the league, but lost the region, and they move up. Douglas football is moving up to five A Division two. It was all based off regular season. Damani will come down. That's also based off regular season. Yeah, Galena will stay in 5A Division Three next year, regardless of winning the regional championship. That does not affect uh, their their movement there. So it is, yeah, it is and, Douglas football moving up to 5A. And, and Galena's not car, uh, their their quarterback is a junior. Is that right? He's a junior. Yeah, so that's kind of know who's the top dog might be next season. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. He certainly looked like he was the you know the best quarterback in the region Friday night um, without a doubt. I don't think that's uh, that's overstepping too much. Uh, he, he caused problems that frankly Douglas hasn't seen in weeks. I mean, shoot, we were talking, it'd been six weeks since Douglas had even given him a point. Um, and you know, that's, that's no knock on the defense, right? Like I said, they allowed 16 points, you know, in theory, their offense 
if you would have asked, I think, any of the coaches pregame, you know, you guys are going to give up 18 points total, <laughs> you think you're going to win. I imagine most of them would still say yes. So, Oh, they were putting up 35-plus uh, almost right. the whole season. Right, right. So, yeah, it's going to be going to be an interesting way it shakes out next year. I think people already have a lot of their minds made up, but if uh, I can push back at all on that, I think a lot of people had their minds made up about Douglas before this season started. <laughs> uh, I think every step of the way, teams decided that they uh, they they weren't they weren't as good as anybody thought they were, and I'm not sure they fully got that credit until really late in the season when they were just thumping everybody and. Uh, no, just a great season for for Douglas overall. I, you know, one loss, it is what it is. That's welcome to the playoffs. That's why you play the games, and sometimes that's the way, that's the way sports goes. Um, but it'll be a senior season for those twenty three seniors that they'll never forget. I can tell you that much. I know several of them will go on to play college, college sports in in one area or another. I know several of them you will see on the basketball court as well this winter. Uh, we are not too far away from that. Uh, those I know several of those Douglas linemen will be wrestling also. Um, just a, a senior class that seems pretty committed to to just the sports idea as a whole. And, you know, we don't talk about it a whole lot here, but to have these multi-sport athletes is something that I think uh, coaches and schools kind of drool over at the moment because you just don't see it a whole lot anymore. You see a lot more specialization and maybe that's Bo Jackson's fault, but um, <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, we had that conversation on here. Bo knows. (laughs) We did have that conversation on here. But, well, yeah, it'll be be a season that they can turn back to and and look at fondly. And they shattered, I think, seven or eight program records in the process. So whether they're – how they're feeling on Monday morning as we tape here, you know, may not be so great. But give it a couple weeks and maybe even less time and they'll be looking back at a a season well well done. I mean, yeah, they – they may have come up one spot short, but ten and two is is ten and two, and that's after back to back one and nine seasons. So, uh, just big ups to to Douglas football for being able to accomplish what they did uh, this fall. I know, like I said, you'll you'll be hearing about plenty of those guys still uh, through the the winter sports slate. Definitely looking forward to seeing what what our basketball teams look like. I know wrestling should be pretty competitive again. Uh, these Carson and Douglas teams are always always in the thick of it and i know carson tries pretty hard to stay at the the, the near top spot in uh, the wrestling world obviously spanish springs uh holds number one uh, by a lot but that, that going for that second spot i think is uh is anybody's anybody's territory and i'm very curious to see what kind of teams douglas is able to field because i know their turnout is is up quite a bit over the last couple years so should be fun stuff there. Apologies for the, the sniffles getting through today's episode. Uh, I think we will fully put a bow on fall sports next week if we didn't already this week. But otherwise, thank you to today's title sponsor in the Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at PlayedAgainstSports.com. Thank you to producer Jeff Mulvihill Jr. of InstantImage.com. And that's going to do it for me. We'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy.